the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. What did you do with your extra downtime during the pandemic? Well, a little 12-year-old in North Carolina had time to take some extra classes. A year later, Mike Wimmer is graduating from high school and college in the same week. This guy what? is 12. He's 12 years old. All right. I feel like oh. I completely wasted the past yes. year. <laughs> oh, and he's valedictorian of his high school, too. He loves robotics, and his dream is to start a company that builds technology to enable people to live better lives. So yeah, go, little Mike. I don't know what the next Amazon is, but he's going to create it. Oh, yeah. We're all going to be working for little Mike one day. Mike Wimmer. <laughs> so remember the name now. Right. That'll be the name on your paycheck. Right. <laughs> Ever see something strange on a plane coming up? (laughs) Imagine you're on a flight where a woman is giving birth. Have you ever seen something strange on a plane? Oh, yeah. (laughs) Oh, Oh, yeah. There must be a story there. Uh, So imagine this. You're on a flight where a woman is giving birth. That happened on a recent Delta flight from Salt Lake City to Honolulu. Never seen that. Thankfully, me neither. (laughs) Thankfully, several doctors and nurses were on the plane and assisted with the birth. And one of the nurses wrote on Facebook, we delivered a 26 to 27 week old baby boy in the airplane bathroom in the middle of the ocean with three NICU nurses, a physician's assistant and a family medicine doctor. We were all able to make it three hours before we could finally land, but the baby and mom did great. Wow. God was definitely with us up there, she wrote. And uh, thankfully, mom's out of the hospital already. Baby boy's in NICU because mm-hmm. he was born so early. Mm-hmm. But everything went fine, and they gave, she gave birth. I wonder if people could hear her, like, if she was in pain. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> on a plane? Are you kidding? Well, it must have been a long flight. You can pull a curtain on first class if you want, but it's not going to much you're still gonna hear it i saw a girl TikToked about it and she kept the mom's identity you know she didn't show her face which i thought was nice yeah because you know that's kind of her choice oh yeah to let people know that when your kids start getting older and moving out of the house i think reality and real life can hit them boom pretty hard and things are surprising when they realize how expensive life can be we're going to talk about that next So it's kind of funny with uh, my daughter, Amber, moving out and getting her own place. I'm reliving a lot of the experiences that she's having that you just can't foresee because you just don't have the life experience when you're that age, when you're 20, 21, whatever. Uh, You just haven't lived enough life to know what's coming your way. You think, I got a great job. I got this all figured out. I figured out how much my rent is, how much my electric bill is going to be, insurance. I've even over budgeted for food and i'm doing great and then something happens like uh, the timing belt goes out on your car and you're like mm. i didn't know that was gonna happen uh, yes <laughs> the they call it emergency fund yeah yeah you don't think about an emergency yeah. fund because you're you're so focused on that elusive word freedom <laughs> that you don't understand you're trading one thing for another it's not yeah. all of a sudden when you're on your own sure no one's telling you, no, you can't go out at midnight 
for a chocolate cake run. (laughs) (laughs) But (laughs) there's this person car, this thing called your car that's going to go, hey, you think you got everything squared away. You need new tires. (laughs) So she's learning that uh, learning that lesson right now. It's tough. It's hard. And it's hard as a parent, too, not to just swoop in and fix it. You know what I mean? Yeah. When you could, when you could say like, oh, let me, I'll Venmo Venmo you it. Don't worry about it. Mm -hmm. But uh, that and then insurance deductibles, all kinds of stuff is still, you know. Things, yes. that, things that as an adult you're used to dealing with. I remember when Glenn and I got married, I had just, we got married a month after I graduated from Wheaton College and he was still in law school. And I remember saying the phrase over and over, I would go, oh, life is expensive. <laughs> just existing. Like we don't eat out. We don't do, we don't have an entertainment budget. Uh-huh. We share one car. He rode his bike to class. And I'm going to guess you were and living in an apartment, too. Yes. So you didn't have the expenses of, like, if the AC went up, it was on no, you. you just call, call the a maintenance man. Maintenance man. Right? Yep. So it, that, those kind of expenses hadn't even come your way yet. No, not at all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, it was, it was shocking to me. So here's what I would like to know. What were some things you did when you first got on your own like that to try to save money? Like, like some, share a car, like, like me share and a car. Exactly. Great yeah. example. What are some things that you did to try to cut corners and save a few pennies here and there so you could make it? So, Brenda, how about you? When you were just starting out on your own, what did you do to scrimp and save and and try to make ends meet? I ate a lot of peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. <laughs> yes. Right. Je- jelly when we were splurging. Yes. A lot of peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. No eating out. We did. You know Just what we did simple. with uh, food to save money? We had, uh, I think it was Mrs. T's pizzas, frozen pizzas. They were, oh, I'm wow. not kidding you, 69 cents each. Whoa. They tasted very, very <laughs> much more like chemicals than actual pizza. I don't know if there was any food in them. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> we had those main drinks. Like two, three nights a week. I can look, I can relate to that. <laughs> hey, this is your guaranteed to put you in a good mood story of the day. Do you believe in a love that can last forever? Wait till you hear how much this husband loves his wife. A man from Canada who turns 80 later this month went to beauty school to learn how to do his wife's hair and makeup. No kidding. Her eyesight is getting worse and worse, and she has trouble Aww. doing her own, so she can't really see. And he was, she was burning her fingers on the curling wand. Aww. He even learned how to apply her mascara. And at the school, he lovingly pulled out photos of his wife and talked about how beautiful she is. He said uh, her appearance was always super important to her. So he wanted to honor that. It wasn't that he didn't think she still looked beautiful without the curling wand and the mascara. He just knew it was important to her. Yeah. And everyone at the school was so touched by his sincere love for his wife. He's probably the most popular student there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> all the, all the <laughs> women who are students like, could you come and talk to my boyfriend? Seriously. Just let him know. Give him some marital <laughs> right. advice. This is the bar. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. So what does mom want for Mother's Day? Coming up, here's a hint. It's not breakfast in bed. So what does mom want for Mother's Day? She wants her P's and Q's. Peace and quiet. <laughs> you're actually you're actually exactly right. Oh, really? That's so funny. Huh. They surveyed thousands of moms across the USA, and it's not breakfast in bed, which is funny because that's what a friend of mine always wants. Every year, breakfast, breakfast in, in bed. bed. Is pre- Have you ever had it? It's pretty miserable. Never had breakfast in bed pretty my miserable. whole life. 
trying to balance it and not get, you know, like yeah. syrup and juice all over your your duvet or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> 70% of moms would love, speaking of P's and Q's, a day to themselves. Hmm. 51% of moms want a good night's sleep. Other moms would love some type of pampering, like a massage or a mani-pedi. And 38% of moms would love a night out with their friends. Hmm. And uh, if I look at the microcosm that is my sister, she would love it if her family would cook her a nice meal and plant her some flowers. But the eye rolls she gets from her daughters when she suggests that. Really? <laughs> yeah. Huh. They. I mean, because, you know, that's a lot of work to go grocery shopping and menu hunting and recipe looking and also I don't I just planted flowers for the first time in my life it's a lot of work and it takes some flowers it yeah. does but it's come on it's your mom so for her it would be acts of service come on girls it's your mom <laughs> <laughs> sound like my kids have gotten this speech I sent a text to them last week heads up Mother's Day is coming up <laughs> oh really uh-huh I was like this is your mom y'all are old enough to take care of this stuff on your mm-hmm. own now I don't need to be buying the cards I don't need to be sending out a million texts oh no not at all yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so it'll, it'll be interesting to see what they come up with for uh for Mother's Day all right we should we should uh let moms have their say right now what do you really want for Mother's Day mom are you like that survey said you want just a little peace and quiet maybe a night out with your besties what is it that you want Help us solve the mystery. And that that way, hey, maybe you'll get what you want this year. Miracle miracles. <laughs> right? So give us a call now. This is your moment, Mom. Dream a little dream, Nisha. What do you really want for Mother's Day? Oh, if I had my dream, it would be the entire house clean. I mean, not straight, but clean. Every closet, every dress. Oh, my God. Amazing. The company's coming clean. Oh, yes. The company's coming. And we've got four kids under six, so... Oh, I mean, like, wow. clean. Like, and, and I told my husband already, I don't even expect him to do it. <laughs> no. I was like, did you sure could hire somebody? And I would totally Ooh, there that. you go. Yeah, so, hire one of those organizational people. I just realized we created a new term, by the way, Nisha. We've got yeah. clean enough for the family. We've got company clean. You want it. We're showing the house. We're having oh, the yes. open house clean. <laughs> where everyone's one looking in the closets. In six years. Just one time. <laughs> All right. Well, happy Mother's Day. Sounds like so you have a great cute. family there. Hey, Kate, we're giving moms the golden opportunity to let us all know what you really want for Mother's Day. What is it for you? I want a date night with my husband. Some romance. Where would you like to go? I don't really care. It's just a matter (laughs) of, like, all the people we normally get for sitters are unavailable. Like, Mm. for one reason or another. So, Are your kids a handful? (laughs) No, 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 no. It's like... They're ghosting I'm just trying to get to the bottom of the issue here. (laughs) No! My mom's taking care of her mom who's in the hospital. And then sister-in-law is um, engaged and trying to, you know, date her own (laughs) fiancé. And we don't really have anybody else. So between those, it's like they're literally busy. Yeah. How old are the kiddos? Eight and five. Do you know they, can, they can fend for themselves. You come home and the fire trucks are there. <laughs> you know who's really, really good with that age group is Kevin Avery. He's got four oh, kids. Perfect. He loves Are you volunteering me to babysit? Yes, I am. Yes. Again, you pull up and the fire trucks are there. <laughs> 
I'm so loving walking Alex the Wonder Mutt, my new neighborhood, because I keep meeting cool new people. They're so super friendly. And this one lady, she um, she got home, and I was standing there talking to some other people in the neighborhood. And she, I said, oh, are we blocking your mailbox? And she's like, no, you're fine. She ran in. She told us later she had to throw something in the freezer that she had bought at the grocery store and use the bathroom. She came all the way back out to her mailbox just because she wanted to chat with us. Mm. And I found out her oldest daughter is getting married. And she and her husband offered her the money instead. Like your parents did with you. They're just like me. Like My a, parents offered, like yes. A, uh, like a dowry. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> it was so funny. I said that on the radio the other day. Our budget for our wedding was 5000 Glenn thinks it was more like 3000 No hmm. wonder I wore my sister's you, dress. You factored in inflation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, you can see why my mom and I had to do all the food ourselves and everything. But um, here's what's wild. Um, she, our neighbor, is from India and she was she went on this awesome description as to how elaborate Indian weddings are mm. that normally they last for 30 days but they're just doing 4 days wow and that's why she offered her daughter the wedding and her daughter turned it down she said mom i can earn that money back myself someday i want a great wedding mm. i want i want the fancy wedding and so she went on to tell us about um weddings of like the really really well off in india and this one family they rented out an entire cruise ship for the wedding. No kidding. All the people on the ship what? were their guests. And the bride arrived on a helicopter. <laughs> they landed her on the ship for the ceremony. Wow. <laughs> Isn't that wild? It was so... I had so much fun talking to her. I did not want it to end. Okay. We didn't eat dinner that night until like after 7 because we were just like standing out in the neighborhood talking. If you're having a... Uh your wedding on a you've rented a cruise ship mm-hmm. for the wedding yeah you've got to name it just for that cruise the love boat <laughs> yes you do it's a must just for, just for that cruise who cares how much the lettering costs right i mean <laughs> if right. you can afford the ship yeah, yeah, then no why object. not yeah okay cav you're a car guy so don't answer this right now but coming up see if you believe this is true or false the color of your car affects how much it holds its value Okay, Kev, do you believe the color of your car affects how much it holds its value? I don't believe that. I know that. Okay, so True. what color do you think holds its value the best? Uh, kind of neutral color. Not neutral, but but standard colors like white, black, gray, red. Mm, well, you're going to be as surprised by this story as I was. Yes, the color of your car affects how much it holds its value. And the number one color... Yellow means mm. more green when it comes to the value of your car. Mm-mm. Yellow cars depreciate Mm-mm. more slowly than those painted any other color Mm-mm. over the first three years of ownership. Beige did the second best. Yeah, I can see beige will do well. Mm-hmm. Followed by, coming in at third place, the color orange. No. I had I no idea. I was going to go, I, I would have gone with black or white. Hard, hard disagree with that because. But this is, this is, hey, this is. Science. This isn't me. I didn't make this up. You always disagree with me. Science. Disagree with the scientists. Follow the science. No, because the statistics, the math. Think about it practically, okay? Think about this practically. How many people out there want an orange car? Not a lot. That's Mm -hmm. a very minute number of people. Same with yellow. If you're just not the pool of available buyers for a yellow or orange car is not going to be as great as it sounds boring, but beige. I didn't even think there was a market for beige. 
but there's not not a market for beige. Beige is a car, but it holds go, its oh, value. Okay. Yeah, they'll go okay. That's yeah. all right. Kind of like when you sell a house, right? Do they tell you if you have if you have if you for some reason painted your living room orange? Is the realtor going to go? Oh, leave it. People will love that. No, no. <laughs> so the same thing, right? I'm just telling you the statistics. I'm telling so you. So next t- time you get a fancy schmancy sports car, you might want to go with yellow. I'm telling you, whoever came up with those. They're wrong. They, I'll tell whoever came up with that study. They got an orange car. They're trying to unload. <laughs> That's what the deal is there, no doubt. Think back to when you were really, really little. Okay, w- uh, which teacher made the biggest impact in your life? Like, just oh, pops in your yeah, mind immediately. Totally. We're, we're going to talk about teachers next. I always thought teachers were pretty cool. They've had a big influence in my life. But now that I know teachers personally, especially my sister, Sarah, Mm -hmm. who's been a kindergarten teacher for years and years, I have so much more appreciation for how hard they work. Do you know the average teacher works 10 hours a day and 52 hours a week? And like 93% of teachers use their own money for classroom supplies. That's how dedicated they are. Mm. And so I thought it'd be fun to talk about that teacher that made the biggest impact in your life. So, Kev, you said someone come to mind really oh, fast, come, like right with, away. Without a doubt, far head and shoulders above all of them, Mr. McDade, sixth grade teacher. Absolutely. He went, this kind of freaked me out a little bit when I got him for a teacher. He went to our church. So, senior teacher. Oh, funny. On Sunday, too. Yeah. And, and then seeing like his wife was with him, mm-hmm. and then they had a baby and stuff, and you just realize, oh my gosh, she's got a life outside of the classroom but now he would invest in us like no other teacher i've ever had he started me running he started a running club that's awesome he didn't get paid for that this was elementary school he just wanted to do it he wanted to share his passion for running with everybody um but then he also he didn't eat lunch with the other teachers in the the lounge room he'd sit at the table with us and have lunch with That's us. That's dedication instead of getting a break. And then out at recess, instead of standing there gossiping with the other teachers about, you know, which kids are brats and which mm-hmm. ones aren't, he would be the all-time pitcher. Or if we were playing softball, or yeah. the all-time quarterback, if we were playing football, he would play whatever we were playing. It's funny you said that he went to your church because I had lots of teachers that went to my church. Hmm. And I remember one of the teachers, Mr. Bolvey, he was forever the bachelor and then he got married to Mary and we fell in love with both, you know, both of them. And then they had kids and I ended up babysitting their kids. Hmm. And then their kids were my flower girl, my ring bearer, my wedding. Oh, yeah. That's how I mean, I, li- I grew up and then the tiny town of Jupiter, Florida. It's not tiny anymore. Right. But back then but back it was then, Mayberry. <laughs> yeah, kind of. <laughs> how about you? Do you have a teacher that's made that kind of impact on your life? We'd love to hear from you. Hey, Cassandra, teachers can make such a huge impact in our lives, and we're celebrating those teachers today. Did you have one you wanted to tell us about? I do. I remember a lot of teachers that I had that were awesome, but one in particular, she was actually my third and fourth grade teacher. Oh, wow. She kind of realized the end of my third grade year that I I was having, you know, a rough time at home. My mom was an alcoholic. You know, she smoked Mm. in the house. You know, I was was a troubled kid, Um, but they noticed that I picked on the bullies in the classroom instead of being a bully in the classroom. (laughs) (laughs) So so she kind of had, like, taken me under her wing the end of third grade and the beginning of fourth grade, and she really, like, coached me through school and, and really helped me out a lot with myself and what I was going through at home. Oh, that's awesome. Phenomenal. In your family, how do you decide which movie you're going to (laughs) watch? 
the reviews, Rotten Tomatoes, a friend's recommendation. Well, new research shows that uh, what influences us, uh, close friends came in number one, followed by family members, streaming platform algorithms. Is that like... Netflix does like you might It'll like, say, like this because or something. you like this okay. you might like yeah because I don't have Netflix um, even social media users will look at all those way before we'll look at a movie critic and what hmm. they say women get more frustrated than men when someone recommends a movie and spoils the plot at the same time <laughs> and uh, Kev knows what I'm about to say if there's a movie I really 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 want to see I will try to rush and see it before Kevin. Otherwise, I know he's gonna. He's like, no, no, I, I, I'm not gonna spoil this won't, it. This I won't, won't spoil, spoil it, it. But, but I gotta tell you this part, and I, it totally spoils it. You do it with TV shows, movies. You're welcome. Look how much time I've saved you no. from going to actually see the movie or see the TV show. <laughs> you just move on to the next one. You're welcome. <laughs> see, life is about Keep perspective. The Disney music. You're welcome. Does your child have a piggy bank or a small bank account where they're hoarding every birthday check from grandma in hopes of getting enough saved up for something special? Coming up, we're going to talk about this story of this little seven-year-old. You're going to love this. Hey, does your child have a piggy bank or a small bank account where they're hoarding every birthday check from grandma in hopes of getting enough saved up for something special? You are going to love this story of little seven-year-old Autry Hogan. He's from Middle Tennessee, and he saved and saved and saved to buy himself a brand new fishing rod. He couldn't wait to test it out last Saturday with his dad, his granddad, and his baby brother. Well, very first day out on the water, and he broke it. No. Landing oh. an 83-pound flathead catfish. Wow. It was almost as tall as him, long as he is tall when they held it up. I didn't know up. catfish came that big. 83 yeah. pounds? 83 pounds. It's just a little under three pounds below the state record set back in 1993. Now Autry's goal is to save up for another fishing rod, because the other one broke, mm. and beat that record. That is nuts. Seven huh? years old. <laughs> Isn't that awesome? That is. Love that story, that little guy saving up for a fishing rod. Yeah. Unfortunately, it broke with his big catch, an 80-plus pound catfish. Mm -hmm. Man, I didn't know they made catfish that big. But (laughs) let's talk about saving up for stuff. Did you have something when you were a kid that you saved up for every nickel, every dime because you had something that you wanted to get? Or maybe your kids are saving up for something right now. We'd love to hear your story. So we're talking about stuff that you saved up for when you were a kid. I've got Mm -hmm. two things that come to mind um, because my parents thought it was insanity to spend more than like $20 on a pair of tennis shoes. I had to save up for my first pair of Nikes. Oh, my gosh. That's exactly what I was going to say. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was in fifth grade. I'll never forget. They were navy blue with a white check. And I <laughs> well, wait, saved mean, and saved oh, and saved. the white Nike check. The, the white Nike check. Yeah. yeah. And okay. um, I was so thrilled because I did like odd jobs around the house. My parents would mm-hmm. pay me like a dollar an hour for weeding the yard and stuff like that. And I finally had enough. And I'm sure I used birthday and Christmas money, too, that I wore them home from the store and I was in the mall and I was sitting there and I had my feet out, like showing them off to people. <laughs> Look at my new Nikes. I'm in the club. <laughs> the other thing that uh, I had to save up for that my parents, after footing the bill for accordion lessons for years, they were not about to buy me a guitar so I could leave the accordion in the dust. So I had to buy my first guitar. Oh, that's exciting. On my own. So that's got to be expensive. Uh, beginner guitars, not that much, but How for, much? For, for an 11 year old. 
It was like a hundred bucks. Oh, that's was, a lot for eleven years. Oh yeah, yeah, for eleven years old, that was a that was a fortune. And I think my mom cried when I brought it home because her <laughs> dreams of me becoming a polka superstar went out the window. <laughs> but and now that I'm now that I'm you know a mature adult, I save instead of for shoes and guitars. You save for things like uh, backyard fences and landscaping. Yay! Hashtag adulting. <laughs> so depressing. Jocelyn, we're talking about stuff that we saved up for when we were kids, you know, because there was something we had to, had to, had to have. What was it for you? I saved all my babysitting money when I was 12 years old so I could buy the perfect pair of Gloria Vanderbilt jeans. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. (laughs) They were $32, so it took me a long time. Oh, 32 bucks. Man, my parents would have been like, for a pair of jeans? Have you lost yep. your mind? <laughs> yeah. That's why I had to pay for it myself. So I saved up. Kathy, how about you? What did you uh, save up to buy when you were a kid? I was a little bit older than a kid. I mean, I was, um, I don't know, like maybe 13. Okay. And I had to buy my first 10-speed bike. <laughs> Ooh, fun. Now that's worth the money. I rode that bike. I grew up in a small town in upstate New York and rode that bike everywhere. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.